Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today we are going to be previewing the NFL Thanksgiving Day games for DFS purposes. Um, we've got two episodes coming your way this morning. Right after I finish this one up, we're going to be recording a college football DFS preview for Friday's game, so make sure you check that out as well. And it's a great week of college basketball going on this week. Recorded an episode yesterday that previewed Monday through Wednesday holiday tournaments. So that episode still good today. If you're interested in playing college basketball DFS, I highly suggest you go check it out. The pre the previews and analysis still hold true for all the teams that are in action today because they were in action yesterday. So make sure you check those out if you are interested in playing college football or college basketball DFS. Most of my NFL episodes normally have a season-long slant to them. Well, this one is going to be more focused on daily fantasy. Um, there's a lot of guys in these games that, if I'm being honest, you're either already starting or already sitting. There's not really a whole lot of start-sit advice for these Thanksgiving Day games. So this one will have more of a daily fantasy slant. However, if you are listening for season-long, all of the advice and all the analysis that I'm giving does hold true for season-long. Guys that I like, I like in daily and season-long. Guys that I don't like, I don't like in daily and season-long. So just a heads up on the format of this podcast. Now, if you do want my full DFS lineups for NFL Thanksgiving Day or any other slate, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks, dropping stats and facts on there all week long, and we'll be happy to answer any lineup or start sit questions you may send my way. All right, so let's go ahead and get to it, y'all. NFL Thanksgiving Day, a tradition unlike any other. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. This Thanksgiving Day, we have three NFL games that are honestly pretty compelling. You got Bills at Lions, Giants at Cowboys, and Patriots at Vikings. We got, you know, probably four playoff teams in action on these games. That's that's pretty impressive. Most Thanksgiving Day slates are not this good. This one is pretty good. So let's start talking about the quarterback position. So there are six quarterbacks in play, and I'll be honest, I'm only interested in playing three of them in my daily fantasy lineups, all right? And I'll go into them and why. The first one is obviously Josh Allen. So the Lions are currently 32nd, that's last, in the league against quarterbacks. And there's a stat that I love called schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game, meaning when you take a look at your opponent's average, how much do you give up relative to their average coming in, right? So... The Lions currently give up 4.2 fantasy points above their opponent's average to rushing quarterbacks, meaning whatever a quarterback comes in with rushing, they average 4.2 more points against the Lions than what they had coming in. So this could be a big rushing day for Josh Allen. And if his 6'5", 240 self ends up running for a touchdown, that's going to mean a lot of fantasy points for the guys that own him. So I definitely think that this is a big Josh Allen week. Yes, he's expensive on DraftKings and FanDuel, Yes, I have no problem paying up for him because he is that guy. Dak Prescott very quietly has 20 fantasy points in three straight games, and he's been really good on Thanksgiving. Good news about being a Dallas Cowboys, we have a big sample size of Thanksgiving Day games to look at for Dak Prescott. He's actually scored 20 fantasy points in two straight Thanksgiving games, 2021 and 2019. Really, the only bad Thanksgiving Day game he had in his career was 2018. Um, So... You know, Thanksgiving, 
Dak seems to do pretty well. And if you're looking to pivot away from Josh Allen, I think Dak is the guy to do it with. I think a lot of people are just going to set it with Allen and forget it. So you're going to gain some leverage on some ownership by playing somebody other than Allen, and I think Dak Prescott is that guy. Now, looking at the schedule, Dak did not play the first game against the Giants. That was when he was hurt. So Cooper Rush started and had 12 fantasy points. And when you look at it, the schedule adjusted fantasy points per game, the Giants give up 0.4 more fantasy points to quarterbacks than the opponent's average coming in. So all this bodes pretty well for this to be a good Dak Prescott day. The only thing that can't happen if you are playing Dak Prescott is what happened to the Lions last week where they just get close to the end zone and they just end up running it in every time. That's about the only way this can go bad for Dak Prescott is if his touchdowns get vultured by Zeke or Tony Pollard. The last quarterback that I'm interested in playing is Jared Goff. And honestly, the Bills' defense against quarterbacks is kind of suspect. We just watched them give up 25 fantasy points to Jacoby Brissett. And I think that when you look at the course of the season, Jared Goff's been a better fantasy option than Jacoby Brissett. Last week, I kind of throw that out because, like I said, a lot of his touchdowns got vultured and they were playing in 20-mile-an-hour wins. Well, guess what? There's no wind indoors. So I think that this could be a very good Jared Goff week. And if you're worried about ownership on Allen and Prescott, Goff is the guy that I would pivot to. I think he's the best of the rest in terms of fantasy options this week. All right, that does it for quarterbacks. Let's switch on over and talk about some running backs. So it's important to know that when you are playing small slate NFL contests like this one on Thanksgiving Day, if you want to win, you got to do two things. One, you got to find the guy that goes off. So like whatever guy ends up being the highest scorer among the skill positions, running back and wide receiver, you got to find that guy and have him on your roster. And then two, you've got to find a way to be different than everybody else and have it be good different. So basically what I'm going to be giving in my following analysis is whether or not I think these guys have the potential to go off and whether or not you're going to be different by playing them. All right. So the first running back on the list to talk about is Saquon Barkley. So Saquon Barkley had 22.6 PPR points last game against Dallas. However, Dallas is currently ranked fifth against running backs. They just kind of stifled Dalvin Cook there on Sunday. And look, I think Dallas has the best defense in the NFL. I also think Saquon Barkley is one of the best running backs in the NFL. So something's got to give. Me personally, I don't think I'm going to pay up for Saquon this week. I think when you look at last week's performance, he was just a little unlucky. It was a very disappointing performance against the Lions. But... I don't know. I just don't think I can get there for paying that price tag because of the matchup and because there's a lot of other juicy options further down the board. Now, these two I'm going to talk about in tandem, and that is Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. So Tony Pollard has over 24 fantasy points in three straight games. Two of those, Ezekiel Elliott was out last week against the Vikings, was actually his biggest fantasy performance of the season, and Ezekiel Elliott was active. Tony Pollard also has six targets in back-to-back weeks. And last time they played against the Giants, he had 13 carries for 105 yards, which is a staggering eight yards per carry. Look, I'm going to be honest. At this point, Tony Pollard looks like the best running back on the Dallas Cowboys and one of the best running backs in the league. He's very explosive. He can really hurt you out of the backfield catching the ball as well. And I don't know. I kind of feel like the usage is going to start trending his way more so than with Ezekiel Elliott. He looks really good, like just playing good. So I have no problem playing Tony Pollard. I would probably play him if I'm stacking the Cowboys offense and you're looking to play a running back with Dak Prescott, 
I would stack him with Tony Pollard, not Ezekiel Elliott, because you'd be much more likely that Dak throws it to Pollard for a touchdown than throwing it to Elliott for a touchdown. However, if you're not playing Dak, I actually think it's a legitimate option to play both of these guys and stack them in the same lineup. So let's go into why Ezekiel Elliott's a good play. So Ezekiel Elliott, two short touchdowns, really saved his week 11. He actually didn't do a whole lot with the ball other than get in the end zone. Last time against the Giants, he had 15 yards, or I'm sorry, 15 carries for 73 yards and a touchdown in that week three matchup. Now, what is important to note is that the Giants just gave up three touchdowns to a guy whose usage kind of fits Ezekiel Elliott. Jamal Williams got three one-yard touchdowns. One of them might have been two yards, but three short yardage two touchdowns against the Giants last Sunday. And if Dallas finds themselves in that situation, it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott getting the football. And so Ezekiel Elliott could really capitalize and vulture some touchdowns this week if given the opportunity. Now, like Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott also has a pretty big sample size of playing on Thanksgiving. In his five Thanksgiving Day games, he's got 23, 25, 20, 5, and 17 fantasy points. The 5 was in a game Dak Prescott did not play in 2020. So when Dak Prescott plays, he's been over 17 fantasy points every time. So honestly, I'm fine with playing either of these guys. If you want to make a lineup and put one Pollard and one Zeke, that's fine. If you want to just stack both of them and not play Dak, that's fine. I think that, honestly, Ezekiel at his price tag, with as much as it has dropped recently, is very appealing. And I still think that Tony Pollard's very appealing as well. So I will probably have lineups with both of these guys in it on Thursday. Now, next up for the running backs is Dalvin Cook. So New England is the number one defense against running backs in PPR. Their opponents average 3.9 less points than their average coming in. So this is just not a good matchup like at all however dalvin cook has one saving grace dalvin cook has a penchant for breaking off big runs he's done it multiple times this season already so if you are looking to create some leverage i don't think people are going to be playing a lot of dalvin cook because like i said it's a bad matchup he just played very poorly against another bad matchup in dallas but if you're looking to be different if you're looking to gain a little bit of leverage you can play Dalvin Cook and just hope that he breaks off a long run for a touchdown because that would save his day instantly. I'm not buying it. I just think there's a lot of other better running back options this week. Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots is a really, really solid option in my opinion, much more so than Dalvin Cook. So the Cowboys running backs just combined for 57.6 PPR points against Minnesota last week. That's insane. <laughs> like 57.6 by two players. It's crazy. Now, Ramondre Stevenson in week 11 out-touched Damian Harris 21-10. to 10. However, Damian Harris outgained him by 20 yards. So we're still in a little bit of a committee. Yes, Ramondre seems like he is the lead guy, but Damian Harris getting snaps, getting carries, getting targets is not shocking. So honestly, if you're looking to create some leverage, don't go Ramondre and go Damian Harris. If you're looking to just kind of play the optimal plays, Ramondre Stevenson is definitely an optimal play. But if you're looking to create some leverage, Damian Harris is absolutely got to go get. Now, they both could end up working out because, like I said, Dallas just combined for 57.6 against him with their two running backs. So Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, both options you will see in my lineups this week. Devin Singletary of the Bills. 
as a very interesting situation because Detroit against running backs can be very hit or miss. You know, they have games, sorry. They have games like they had against Saquon where they just kind of shut him down the whole game. And then they have other games where they just kind of have been a sieve to running backs. So you don't really know what you're going to get. But what I do know is that the guy that I used to joke and call him single carry because they never gave him the ball, he's gotten 31 combined carries in the last two weeks. The last time he did that was in all of the last four weeks of last season when Zach Moss was hurt. Well, guess what? Zach Moss is no longer a Buffalo Bill. So it seems that they are very comfortable giving Singletary the football on the ground. And if they want to pass the ball, then they can go Naheem Hines, then they can go James Cook. But Singletary is the one getting it on the ground. So if you're looking for a boomer bust option, I think he is it. Like I said, the Detroit run defense can be hit or miss. The carries are going to be there. I think the end zone opportunities are going to be there because I think the Bills are going to be able to move the football. So I think Singletary makes for a very interesting play this week. Last up is DeAndre Swift. So DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams and Justin Jackson, I'm going to kind of lump in together because they have all been this weird pattern of usage the last few weeks. I don't think that DeAndre Swift is very healthy. So I don't think that he's going to get 100% of his normal workload. I've been on the record on saying that on the podcast. But I don't know. When we're playing Daily Fantasy, you kind of want to just get a guy that has a lot of upside. And DeAndre Swift's price is sliding all the way down the board, and he's still DeAndre Swift. So if he does happen to be healthy and get his normal share, I think he's a great GPP play because I think he does possess that upside. I think that Jamal Williams is a guy that is touchdown or bust. You're kind of banking on the Lions scoring short touchdowns with Jamal Williams if you're playing him. If you don't think that Swift is healthy, I actually think that Justin Jackson is a very, very interesting cost-efficient GPP play, and maybe that might be an option. If you're looking to save some salary, if you're looking to be different, Justin Jackson might be that guy. I still think DeAndre Swift can be that guy because I don't think a lot of people are going to go after Swift. All right, that covers the running back position. Let's switch it on over and talk about some wide receivers. So for analyzing the wide receiver position, I'm going to kind of break it down by team and analyze if there are any spots where one team might have an advantage over the other. So looking at Buffalo, going up against Detroit, the slot is one of the strengths of Detroit's defense. Now, granted, last week, Wandale Robinson of the Giants did absolutely torch the Lions out of the slot. But over the course of the whole season, that's not something that's happened a whole lot. So because the slot is kind of their relative strength, that means that it's good news for Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis because they do not operate out of the slot. And it is not good news for Isaiah McKenzie, who almost operates exclusively out of the slot. Isaiah McKenzie also saw his snap share go down significantly last week for whatever reason. I don't know why. So I'm really not interested in playing Isaiah McKenzie. However, one thing that is interesting is that Detroit gives up the fifth most deep passing yards in the league. And the two guys that are going to be getting deep shots are, again, Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. So I think when you're looking to pay up, Stephon Diggs is absolutely the guy to pay up with. I think that Gabe Davis is not unreasonably priced, but I think that there's a lot of upside to be had with Gabe Davis. So if you are stacking the bills, I would probably stack with both Diggs and Davis. Yes, it'll be expensive. Yes, you'll have to squeeze some other guys into your lineup. But I just think that those two are going to be the funnel spots this week. They're going to be the ones getting the production. Now for the Lions going up against the Bills. 
Interesting stat about the Bills. Everybody thinks the Bills have a great defense. Well, they have not been good at defending one particular position. They give up the sixth most points in the league to wide receiver ones. The guy that comes in as his most is his team's most productive receiver, he generally has a good day against the Bills. Just look at what Amari Cooper did against them last Sunday. He had over 30 fantasy points as the Browns' number one wide receiver. That's very good news for Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown is definitely an alpha wide receiver one. He has been kind of quiet in recent weeks, but it's because he hasn't been getting in the end zone. He's still gotten the targets. He's still gotten the catches. He's still gotten the yards. Just hasn't found the end zone. And last week against the Giants, he got kind of unlucky because not only... Were they playing in 20-mile-an-hour wins? But Jamal Williams vultured all the touchdowns. So a little bit of unluckiness for Amon Ra St. Brown. I think he gets back this week. I think this is a great week to play Amon Ra. Now, if you're looking for another Lion to play, so in the last three games, Josh Reynolds and DJ Chark have either not played or not been utilized. And in those three games, Khalif Raymond has three catches in each game. So if that's the case again, this is the first – kick off the first game so you can definitely you know know who's going to play before you set your lineup if that happens again i think that khalif raymond is a little bit of a solid option um especially if you are stacking this game like i said if you're going to stack the bills offense and go with allen and the two receivers bring it back with somebody on the lines either amon ra or if you're looking to cut costs you can do khalif raymond um so or even josh reynolds if he's healthy so i think that this is a very Interesting game to play players from. I think that there's some interesting funnel spots. I'm probably going to be getting a lot of Bills and Lions wide receivers into my lineup. Now for the Cowboys. The Giants' weakness on defense is outside receivers. They give up three points more than their opponent's average coming in. That's that schedule-adjusted fantasy points I was talking about earlier. And that's very good news for Michael Gallup, who plays exclusively on the outside. Michael Gallup, very cost-affordable. Had a decent week against Minnesota. If he had just broken one tackle and turned one of those catches into a touchdown, I think it would have been a really good week. So Michael Gallup at his price tag, very interesting play. Definitely a guy you can use to offset cost. Now, C.D. Lamb got a little bit of a price dip on both DraftKings and FanDuel this week because he had a season low in targets on or season low of targets in week 11. I think that was the best way to say that. Anyway, he had five targets last week. He hasn't had below six all season. Now, he did catch all five of his targets, but if you look at it, I think it was a game script thing, not a you know sign of anything to come. Dallas got up early. Dallas got up big. They didn't have to throw. So I think that it is a good time to go back to CeeDee Lamb when his price tag is a little bit lower than what it has been in recent weeks. For the Giants... Poor Wandale Robinson had a breakout game. He had 13 targets for nine catches and 100 yards against the Lions last week, and he's now out for the season. So what that means is those targets, those catches, those snaps, they got to go to somebody. So Darius Slayton becomes the immediate number one, and one thing that's interesting about Darius Slayton, I don't know why it took the Giants so long to find this guy out. Like, he's very big, he's very fast, he's very athletic, he's a good receiver honestly. And, you know, they kind of hadn't been utilizing him the first half of the season. Well, now he is finally ingrained into their lineup. He is the new number one wide receiver. And one thing Darius Slayton does, he is very good at beating man coverage, which is something that Dallas runs a lot because, you know, they got Trayvon Diggs back there. He can hold up in man-to-man. They run man a lot. So why not play a guy in Darius Slayton who's really good at beating 
deep coverage. Now, I think that because of the Robinson injury, Richie James will also see a lot more usage. He'll see a lot more snaps. He'll see a lot more targets. I think that he's the guy that's the beneficiary. If you have not played daily fantasy this season and you've like been sitting it out and you still think Kenny Dolliday is a good fantasy option, well, I mean, if there was ever an opportunity, it would be now while there's basically no receivers left active with the Giants. However, last week, he was seventh among all Giants in targets and fifth among all Giants in yards. I'm just not buying it. I don't think that this coaching staff really appreciates Kenny Galladay. And, you know, whatever, I don't think he's on board with what they're doing. I just think there's a disconnect there, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. So while there is a lot of upside because of his talent, I'm just not there on going all the way down the board to go get Kenny Galladay. Now for the Patriots going up against the Vikings. So Minnesota's weak points are Minnesota gives up a lot of points to outside receivers and to wide receiver twos. This is very good news for Devontae Parker. I think he becomes an immediate low-owned, high-upside option. We've seen him have boom games this season, and he is very affordable on both FanDuel and DraftKings. So if I'm playing a Patriots wide receiver, it's going to be Devontae Parker. For the Vikings, Patriots are second in the league against wide receivers. That's not shocking. Like This Patriots defense is very good, and Bill Belichick is known for taking away what you like to do most. He's going to make somebody else beat you. So if you're a believer in that logic, then Adam Thielen is the guy you want in your lineups, and Justin Jefferson is the guy you don't want in your lineups because Jefferson is going to see a lot of attention from that defense. Now, granted, Jefferson's so good, it might not even matter, but I would probably prefer to not play Jefferson this week. In a week where you could very easily pivot to Stefan Diggs or C.D. Lamb, I just don't think I'm, or I'm Ross St. Brown for that matter, I just don't think I'm going to get there on Justin Jefferson. If you are a believer in Belichick and the Patriots, Adam Thielen makes for a very good pivot play. All right, that does it for wide receivers. Let's switch on over and talk about tight ends and defenses, and then we will head on out. The tight end position, as it is most weeks, is super-duper thin on this slate. To me, TJ Hawkinson is the clear number one option. Now, Minnesota had their worst offensive performance of the season last week, and TJ Hawkinson still had nine targets, and he still caught five passes. So, like, why not go back to him? Like, I think he's going to be very highly owned, but for good reason, because he's, like, the only steady, stable option that is on the slate this week. Now, Dalton Schultz is the clear number two option. He is kind of steady and stable. Like, he has a much more consistent snap share and target share than anyone else on the board, but I don't think that he has the stability that TJ Hawkinson does. The one piece of good news, though, is that the Giants are 18th in the league against tight ends. So that's not a bad matchup. So Dalton Schultz is probably going to be the second option there at that position. Dawson Knox is a guy that I have had on my sell list numerous times because of how dependent he is on touchdowns normally. However, last week, he had seven targets, caught all seven of them. Good week for Dawson Knox there against the Browns. So now that he gets the Lions, the Lions are actually bottom five in the league at defending tight ends. So I think if you're looking to cut cost at tight end, Dawson Knox is probably the best option to go with. After Dawson Knox, it is probably touchdown or bust territory where you just pick a name, hope they score a touchdown. If they do, congratulations. If they don't, oh well, not a great play. The guy that I like that's worth a dart throw, in my opinion, further down that board is Lawrence Cager of the Giants. So he in his last two games, he's at 8.9 and 4 PPR points. 
And Wandale Robinson's snaps and targets. Got to go to somebody. Cager's a very athletic tight end. He had a great preseason for the Jets, who didn't end up keeping him. So, I don't know, y'all. I kind of could see Cager getting in the game, making a little something happen. I, I think Lawrence Cager is definitely the guy that, if I'm dart throwing the tight end position, he is the guy that I'm throwing that dart with. Now, when it comes to defense, the Cowboys and the Bills will be chalk this week. They will be highly owned. They're very expensive, and I think that they're, you know, safe options. But I don't think that anyone's going to win a GPP tournament with the Cowboys or the Bills as their defense. Now, Minnesota presents a very interesting option as a defense. It could go either way. If you were banking on the Patriots' impotent offense being impotent yet again, Minnesota's a great defense to play. If you are looking at last week and saying, dang, Minnesota had negative four fantasy points against Dallas, I want to stay away from that. I get that too. I think that if you're playing in a GPP, Minnesota is an option because they could go literally either way. Now, the Patriots have been looking very good on defense. They've been under nine fantasy points just once since week four, but I think that's more opponent-based than a sign of them actually being a dominant defense. The only top 10 offense they played all season was Miami in week one, and they scored four fantasy points that week. So I think that the Patriots have a solid floor. I think that you're much more likely to win by playing the Patriots than to play the Bills or the Cowboys when it comes to playing a big tournament. But I just, I don't know. I'm worried about them going up against a good Minnesota offense. So I think that the Patriots, out of anybody on this slate, I think they do have a good floor, but I'm just not sold on them getting a whole lot of fantasy points. Now, if you're punting the position, I think the Lions are the option to go with. The Lions have double-digit fantasy points in three straight games. And when you look at the pricing, they're legitimately a 33% discount on DraftKings and a 20% discount on FanDuel from any other team on the slate that's not the Giants. And I will not be playing the Giants. I'll tell you that straight up. So if I'm punting the position, I think the Lions are actually a pretty good option. They're going to get to the quarterback a few times. Josh Allen has the most interceptions in the league. Actually, he might have been passed by that yesterday. But Josh Allen has one of the higher interception totals in the league. So I definitely think that the Lions are actually an option to go to. And if you're looking to save a lot of money, you know, spend up elsewhere, then that'll give you a lot of flexibility that you wouldn't get by playing any of the other defenses. All right, so... That does it for our Thanksgiving Day DFS preview. Make sure you stay tuned later on in the week for the full buy or sell preview. And make sure that you listen to the other podcast as well. I got college basketball yesterday. Still good. You can still use that information. Got college football coming up later today. And I will have another episode of something coming out later today or tomorrow morning. So just stay tuned to the podcast feed. I've got it all covered. This is a great week for sports. I've got it all covered here on Mike's Money Picks. Again, if you want my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks, and make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. All right. Appreciate you guys for listening. Hopefully, I gave you guys a lot of advice that can help you win some DraftKings and FanDuel contests this Thanksgiving. Hopefully, it goes well for you. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. 